0: FMR 101.3 Being Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Blinnis Crook. Thanks for joining me on Being Green. It's relatively cheap and simple to make, strong and resilient, and it's everywhere. Concrete is the most widely used man-made material in existence, with an estimated 30 billion tonnes consumed for building worldwide each year. But it's also one of the worst climate change offenders, contributing at least 8% of greenhouse gas emissions during the production process. We can't live without it for the moment, so how can we make it better? Well, someone who's co-authored a paper about this is UCT's Emeritus Professor of Civil Engineering, Mark Alexander. Mark, thanks for joining me on the programme. My understanding is it's the production of cement, that binding ingredient in concrete, that's the biggest emitter. Why is this?
1: Thanks for uh, for this opportunity to talk to you and your listeners, Glynis. Uh, cement is, is produced in a very high temperature process uh, called clinkering. And it's that material that comes out at the end of the cement kiln, which we call clinker, that is the, the material that really gives this large uh, CO2 footprint to the material, So the process in the kiln is one, first of all, of changing basically limestone into another material, and that gives up a lot of carbon dioxide. And then, of course, it's the fuel we use to actually create those high temperatures. that produces another large component of CO2. So that is inherent in the cement, and we can't avoid that. What the, the material that actually comes out at the end of the kiln. What we can do is take many steps down the line to try and mitigate that effect. I must just mention that concrete itself is in fact not a high CO2 material in the sense that uh, it's the cement component that is, but when you combine it into this material which is used for engineering purposes called concrete, that whole carbon footprint comes down dramatically.
0: You mentioned the energy used and, and the impact that has, but what are briefly some of the other common mitigation strategies that have been proposed?
1: Well, there are various strategies, uh, biofuels, improvement in the kiln efficiencies and those sort of things. But in many respects, the industry has done tremendously well in optimizing all of those. and There's very little more we can squeeze out of the process itself. Some of these things will help, but they're not going to make the sort of major impact that we need to bring down the overall environmental impact of this material that we call concrete. There are other ways that we need to follow to do that.
0: And your paper suggests that emissions can be reduced by improving material efficiency. That's basically, if I understand it correctly, using less material to achieve the same performance. But how is that possible?
1: Well, as I said the cement is not a lot we can do about the cement it comes out at the kiln and we've got to do what we can with it what we can do however is to replace large proportions of that cement or the clinker component as we call it with other materials and these other materials are what we call supplementary cementitious materials so they're materials that are also cementitious in other words they can bind they can create strength cohesive strength but they're materials that haven't got the carbon footprint that the clinker component has got. Some of these are industrial byproducts, for example, from this, from the iron making industry, the the electrical generation industry. But increasingly, we're looking at other sources because these uh, these other materials I'm speaking of are slowly being phased out. For example, we're trying to get away from coal fired power stations, which would take away that source. And and these materials uh, can be found in nature. In fact, in abundant quantities, things like clays that can be turned into materials that can become cementitious in their own right, and thereby reduce that clinker component in the concrete. For example, if you take out 40% of the clinker, you immediately reduce the carbon footprint by 40%. That's one of the ways that we can do it, and we're working hard in that area.
0: And what are some of the other ways that your paper suggests?
1: Well, the other ways are to then having taken out some of the clinker and replaced with these uh, what we call supplementary materials we can then uh, minimize the amount of cement that we use in concrete uh, the binder component in other words we can produce concretes that have got much lower total binder contents the binder being the cement and these other materials together so that would there again if we can take out 20% let's say of those binders which we can these days with modern technology particularly with modern admixtures we can cut another twenty percent off that just by doing that for example and then the third way would be to just reduce the amount of concrete that we use in the structures that we build the buildings that we build the infrastructure the the, uh, you know the various uh, uh, structures that go up all around in our cities that allow modern life to, to be what it is to proceed so we need to cut down on the amount of concrete we use In the structures and then may I just mention the last one and that is that we then need to make sure that those structures last much longer than they do so so we don't need to demolish them after say 30 years when they might have reached the end of their life.
0: So basically, it's a combination of factors that will have the best result. Thanks there to UCT's professor, Mark Alexander, and that paper was published in Nature Communications. And just a fun fact, I learned that concrete is not a recent invention. Builders have actually been using cement-like binders for millennia, as far back as 8,000 years ago in Syria and Jordan, and of course, extensively in the Roman Empire. I'll be back next week. Hope you'll join me then. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser. Of REMAX Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At REMAX Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMRs being green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from RE-MAX Living Real Estate. FM.